vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs were often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our next interview. I'm really excited about having today's guest with us today because it's an opportunity for us to talk about fashion, to talk about how not only things have changed around fashion, but per our guests, fashion is really going to be that next vegan revolution. And I couldn't agree with her more. I really think there's been so many not only changes around fashion when it comes to veganism, but also many people are rocking kind of vegan fashion, vegans and non-vegans. So it's really excited to have our guest today, Anique Ireland, with us to talk about not only her business, Immaculate Vegan, but talk about the journey. Talk about, you know, having a young company, what's been that experience building that business, what's been the experience building it during all of this uncertain time but also talking about how it's making change in our industry. So I just want to take a quick moment to say welcome and also maybe dive into the story. But thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So let's give everyone a little bit of background. Let's give everyone a little bit of perspective on your background. You know, have you always been in fashion? Have you always been passionate about fashion? Or is this something that you've recently discovered? Yeah, so no, not at all. This is actually my first role ever in fashion. I've worked in publishing and events before in marketing. Um, so that was kind of my career. I did work on some kind of fashion related products, sometimes a little bit, but I mean, you know, nothing like I'm doing now. Um, so no, so that's all very, very new. And um, really, my passion started when I became vegan. Um, and I found the food side of transitioning actually really simple because. There's so much choice now, you know, the last few years have been, I think that, that vegan food revolution. But I started looking for fashion items, thinking, well, you know, that's, that's the other thing I, I want to do. And just became very, very disappointed by what I was initially seeing by just doing, you know, a little internet search. And then did some research, you know, thinking there's, there's got to be more than this. Found actually that if you really kind of delve around, there are loads of amazing, beautiful vegan brands out there, but they're quite hard to find. And that's really where, where it all kind of started. And then so my passion was really about, I think, getting other people to realize that so that they wouldn't be put off becoming vegan or trying to choose more ethical and sustainable fashion items thinking, oh, I'm going to have to really compromise my style. I'm going to have to buy something really horrible just to try and, you know, do, do better for animals and the planet. So yeah, that's how, that's how it all started. And I love that because I think for a lot of people, the concern is as you make this vegan transition, you have to give up. You're not able to you know, have the same either style, like you said before, you know, that people are concerned about, is this and that available? And I think one thing that has really changed over the years, and I think is even more to come, is how much veganism has really spread out into other industries, other places where we're giving people more options, where we're giving people more style choices, and we're also allowing people to kind of express their veganism a little bit differently. You know, yeah. it's not that single lane kind of approach. 
Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point that, you know, maybe we don't talk about enough. It is a great way to express it. You know, if you've got a beautiful bag on your shoulder, you're wearing some beautiful new boots and somebody says, you know, it's very visible, isn't it? And if somebody says, wow, I love your boots, you get to say, oh, thank you. They're actually made of, you know, cactus leather or my bag's made of apple leather and, you know, it's 100% vegan. That's a really nice way to get people interested in, in veganism through vegan fashion. So it's a, yeah, it's a very, very visible and can be very, you know, a way of showing look, it's, it's an attractive lifestyle. It's not maybe what you think it is, which is we're just going to wear hemp sacks and, you know, big clumpy shoes and eat salads and be really miserable. It's, it's not that at all. It's the total opposite. We can look really stylish and we eat amazing food. You know, don't, don't you want to, don't you want to try it? So yeah, I, I think that's a really important point. And I love that when we can have those conversation starters, you know, especially in a positive light. Because, yeah. you know, it's very easy sometimes with some of the stereotypes and some of the things that, you know, people will blast in the headlines that can take a conversation the wrong way. And I think fashion can really be an exciting discussion for people about veganism and a way for them to maybe make that first step in. Now, you were talking about materials. You were talking about cactus leather and pineapple leather. Let's give everyone a little bit of background because I don't know if everyone's up to speed on just all the amazing materials that are available now and some of the kind of ways that these materials are being processed to, you know, help with sustainability, you know, to help with many of the other kind of passions that are near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what we find is that a lot of people are attracted to vegan fashion, actually not purely because they care about animals or they care about the environment, although those are obviously big concerns and they're growing, which is great. But actually, there's so much innovation happening in vegan fashion. If you think about fashion, fashion is all about new, exciting, sexy, different. It's all about identity, isn't it? And people always want the next thing. And a lot of the vegan leathers are seen as now that, that really progressive, you know, next thing. The people that, you know, are just interested in fashion in general. And suddenly, I think wearing animal leather just seems really old-fashioned and, you know, unsexy. And I think that, that is the kind of way to do it. I think that's a really good way to get people more interested. So there are, you know, there's a whole whole range of sort of next generation vegan leathers now. I think typically what people maybe thought of when you think of vegan leather is PVC, right? The sort of the yes. pleather. Mm-hmm. Plasticky, terrible for the environment, looks horrible, doesn't feel nice. So we have a no PVC policy at, at Maculate Vegan anyway. Um, but we also have so many brands that are using these next generation leathers that are often... Um, they're not obviously they're 100% vegan, but they're also really sustainable as well. And many of them make use of waste products. So cactus leather is one really sustainable vegan leather. It's obviously it's made from the nopal cactus. It uses you know hardly any water, no pesticides. It's really easy to grow. So it's a it's a beautiful vegan leather. Actually, I should have next time I should have brought some kind of some bags and shoes to show you. But um, oh yeah, but it, but it looks and feels like animal leather. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's actually best than animal leather because it's water resistant as well. So, you know, animal leather can, can rot um, yeah. when it gets exposed to water or moisture. Cactus leather doesn't. So it's actually way better. Um, there's apple leather, which is made from the, this is a waste product, um, the skins and cores of apples left over from the juicing industry, which will just get discarded. So all of a sudden, you know, this total waste product can now be made into a brand new material. Again, it's beautiful. It can be made to look just like animal leather or animal suede. Um, it takes color really well. So that's another really popular vegan leather. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a whole range, to be honest. There's, you know, grape leather made from what we've got often called wine leather, which is made from grape skins from the wine industry. There's peanut X, which is made from pineapple leaves. There's mushroom leather, tree leather, 
there, you know, coffee leather, banana leather. There are so many. Um, and I didn't know about coffee leather um, and banana leather. Oh my goodness, I'm learning. I've heard about it, yeah. Mushroom leather, I think, has just started to be used commercially. So Hermes and Karl Lagerfeld are using it. So, you know, they're the really big luxury brands who, you know, whose collections are filled with animal leather traditionally are now kind of, obviously, their consumers are demanding it, right? Their customers are saying, that sounds pretty good. Like, you know, why aren't you doing something with that? That sounds really interesting. So, if, you know, if we're seeing change there. We're seeing change even, even fast fashion like um, H&M are using cactus leather in their collections. So it's happening everywhere. It's, it's really exciting. I love that because, you know, sometimes when we think about veganism or the lifestyle or people tapping into it, we think of it as this thing that we have to teach people. We have to convince people. And I love the idea that what's happening in fashion, and I think it's a really interesting perspective, even for some of us as vegans, to get used to the idea that veganism can lead the way, that veganism can be the innovation, that veganism can be the thing that people reach towards because it becomes not only a solution for our environment, but becomes a solution for fashion forward thinking. You know, the idea of, you know, some of these things we've done in the past and we know they're no good. So why don't we change for the future and create that as a vision for the future, as opposed to something that's, you know, less or not, you know, not animal, not this, not that. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I mean, I think that, you know, I think we can all try and persuade people in all walks of life about why certain things are bad and why things are better. I don't know about you, but generally, in my experience, that works very poorly. It works with a small number of people, you know, but you've got to have people that are already receptive to hearing that. And most people don't like hearing what they're doing already isn't great. That's just a natural human instinct. You don't like it. And we would naturally get very defensive when that happens, right? Yeah, I do think people get defensive. They have a hard time. Now, I do see some success in it, but I definitely think, yeah. But it doesn't I think that, and that's the problem. So I think I'm not taking anything away from all the amazing activists and people that do an amazing job. And it is really important to get information out there. You know, and I, I myself became a vegan because of a lot of that information that I saw. So I think that's all really good. But I think there's a whole swathe of people that it's not going to affect. And I think that's why you also need to couple it with just showing how appealing and attractive the alternative is. And I think fashion, vegan fashion can do that really, really well because it's not about saying you're a bad person because you're doing that. It's about saying, Essentially, don't you want to be really progressive? Don't you want to be like doing all the cool stuff that, you know, that people are doing now? Do you really want to be part of that old world? And that, I think that hits people very emotionally. And a lot of people don't want to be part of that, right? They want to, they want to be with the cool new people that are doing cool new things. So that's, that's where I think a lot of that can really be very effective in, in getting to people, I think. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think the key when we're driving change is we need so many different lanes for people to walk down different messaging, and also different messaging over people's lifetimes. Because even when I think of myself as a vegan and I think of the years I've been vegan, you know, what I needed in the beginning or what supported me or sustained me in the beginning is different than what sustains me now. What kind of messaging I like to hear, the things that get me excited are a little bit different um, just because of my experience of being, you know, vegan for over 15 years. So I think we have to make sure we open up all types of lanes of communication and ideas, and also link in that progressivism because it's such an opportunity for us to be leaders. And by being leaders, we can not only move individuals, but we can move like generations of people. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And, and that's the great thing, like, you know, people are sheep. 
And you can use that for good or bad. But actually, there is a process that which is if enough people think suddenly something that seemed very niche and unusual and, and like something that was a sacrifice suddenly becomes the cool new thing that every, everyone hip is doing. Other people want to do that thing as well, right? We just, we just naturally do that because that's what we're like as human beings. So I think we can, we can harness some of that as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think harnessing some of those emotional connections we have, and sometimes those are the things that we need to just, you know, get the door open, to get the conversation going. And then from there, we can add in the activism. From there, we can add in the sustainability discussion. From there, we can start to, and those are the things that I think, and that's why I think it's like a multi-pronged messaging approach, is that's what helps a person stay vegan. That's what helps a person maybe even make that next leap and start a business, you know, and do all of those things. So I think it's just such a fun kind of web that um, can be created to kind of create that support system under this vegan world that we're creating. Definitely, yeah. But let's talk a little bit about the business itself, like getting it started, building it. Because a lot of our audience are people who have been in our shoes. You know, we're thinking about starting their business or they've started their business and they're trying to navigate the new waters. And I always love to hear, you know, what your experience has been like in building your business. If there's been any aha moments along the way or anything that you had to do as far as pivot to reposition or do your business differently as you built it, launched it, you know, and started to grow it. Yeah. Um, oh God, where do I start? I mean, because we've had loads of those. We've had so many, we've had lots of pivots. We've had lots of very hard decisions to make. I mean, we've been going just for over two years since we actually launched as a, as a trading platform. We started the sort of the serious work of building a website probably about six months before that. Before that, I'd been running Immaculate Vegan just as an Instagram blog. So for for a good year and a half before then as well. So so actually, it, it feels like a much longer journey than it's been in terms of um, you know just just the e-commerce site. But yeah, I mean, we've grown hugely in that time. You know, we launched about five months before COVID. So obviously, that you know that was a a big event. I mean, both for good and for bad. Actually, in many ways, it helped us because one, people did a lot more online shopping, and two, people there was actually an increased awareness of what we're doing to the planet. And, you know, the situations in which pandemics are more likely to arise. And obviously, veganism is very linked to that, animal agriculture. So, so it, it actually, in some ways, it has, it has kind of helped us as well. But obviously, it's also been very disruptive, too. So it's been a, it's been a kind of roller coaster of a, of a couple of years. But a, yeah, a very, very exciting time. I can imagine. And I love that you said you started your business kind of as an Instagram, you know, yeah. just building it and were you doing it to drive awareness? Were you doing it to test the market? Were you doing it because you said, you know what, let me figure out a place to start. And I just, you know, start it there. I'm just curious because I think, you know, we hear the success stories on the other side, but we don't always hear what was the kind of spark that helped yep. people build their businesses. So I didn't start it as a business at all. I started it really just as a way to essentially show people how great vegan fashion could be. And to hopefully persuade people to try it, essentially. So my journey had been that, you know, I initially did a search. I couldn't find stuff I liked. My view of vegan fashion was, oh, it's going to be awful. My view of fashion and vegan fashion changed when I saw how many beautiful brands and products were out there. And I wanted people to not have to go through that journey because I thought that well, so many people would just be put off. They won't, they won't bother trying. I was pretty committed and I spent a long time doing that work. But a lot of people would not be. 
So really, it was just that it was to curate and show the best of what was out there. That was my aim. And I called it Immaculate Vegan, um, with the idea being that you can look immaculate and you can be immaculate. So it was very much there to sort of get rid of hopefully that misconception that vegan fashion isn't as beautiful, as sexy, as interesting, as high quality as the best other fashion that's out there. And then it just became, it kind of just grew organically. So I was doing it, you know, just in my spare time. I was working full time um, as a marketing director. That, that was my career. And I was getting lots of brands contacting me saying, wow, this is, you know, because, you know, we're, we're a lovely brand. We love our products, but we didn't really feel that anyone was sort of showing them next to other beautiful products in that kind of way before. So they were really excited. And then individuals were coming up to me and saying, you know, I had no idea that, that vegan fashion was this good. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could buy all this stuff in one place? So all of that was just happening and it was growing organically. And that's where the idea, the business idea really came from. I thought, I think there's an opportunity here. And actually, if my mission is to get people that wouldn't buy vegan fashion to buy vegan fashion, you know, what better way to do that to actually then enable them to, to buy it as well? So it kind of felt very aligned to what I was trying to do. But it was also just very fortuitous that, you know, I was thinking of leaving my job at the time. I wanted to do something different. So it all kind of came into play. And then just very luckily, so my background is marketing. So I knew quite a lot of the things I probably needed to do to start the business, but I knew nothing about e-commerce. And I, speaking to a friend, she said, you know, you should speak to this guy that I know. He runs a digital website agency that builds beautiful websites. Go and speak to him about it. So I had a chat with him. We had just met up for a coffee and he said, I'm vegan. I think this is a great idea as well. Why don't we do it together? And that's my business partner, Simon. So that's, that's again, like another just very lucky random moment. And at that point we, we started, you know, I, I quit my job. He was working part time on it. And we just started started all the work. And, and now it's really weird. We sort of look back and go, wow, that just came from like almost nothing, you know, just like an idea. Yeah, it just worked it. out. And it, it just worked out really, really well. Yeah. I mean, I think it helps that we're both maybe, you know, we're a bit older. We've probably got some good work experience behind us. That has really helped, I think, as well. And it's also been, you know, I do have people contacting me saying, you know, it's nice that, you know, you hear a lot about amazing young entrepreneurs and that's brilliant but you don't you know don't worry if you haven't done it in your 20s it's not too late you can do it later as well you can do it anytime I love that you said that because I think it's so important that people understand that this is within reach for everyone anyone absolutely absolutely and yeah neither of us you know worked in fashion before neither of us have run an e-commerce business before either so you can yeah there's so many things you can do that you may not think you can do yeah absolutely and I think the idea of entrepreneurism is really within reach is so, so, so key. Yeah, I think as a label, it can sometimes feel overwhelming for people, right? Because you think, oh, well, I'm not an entrepreneur because maybe I've, al- I've never been one. I've always worked in corporate or I've always done this. And actually, all, you know, it, it doesn't, as a label, I think all it means is to somebody that's willing to try something. And there are, you know, there are very risky ways to do it. There are ways that you can minimize your risk of doing it. So it also doesn't have to be the most risky thing in the world either. I think if you're just passionate about something, and, you know, you do your research and you think, you think there's an opportunity there, you know, find, find, find a way to try it in, as, in a way that works for you, I think, but it's, but it's worth trying. Absolutely. So let's give everyone a little bit of background. What do you sell? Let's give them the details of what they can find on Immaculate Vegan. So we are, um, we label ourselves as a premium vegan fashion and lifestyle school. We are very strong on fashion particularly. And within that, actually a huge a huge part of that is really shoes and then bags and accessories and that's just because obviously so many of those are traditionally in leather right 
people are looking for things that aren't animal leather. But we also now have a great women's wear clothing category. We're, we have a men's category, which we're, which we're expanding. It's still small compared to women's, but it's really growing. We're going to hopefully launch kids next year as well. We have a small beauty and homeware section. So our, the, the aim really is to be is to have a really comprehensive collection in all the key categories and for all the regions around the world. But again, right now, we're really focused on those core fashion categories and on the UK and the US as, as our main you know, two big markets. And I think that's the key. A lot of times when people listen to these, they're like, can I get my hands on it, especially for some of our listeners in the US. So I'm happy to hear that you're shipping to the US as well. We do. Most of our brands ship to the US. Some, many of them actually do free global shipping as well. So you can often get free shipping to the US even have one brand, which is an amazing brand called Wills, um, which has a really big collection. They do free shipping to the US and free returns as well. So, yep, yeah, and we also have lots of great US brands as well. So we have a yeah, really, really good, really good US collection. Yeah, and, and that is our, you know, our second biggest market off the UK. It's really big. So, yeah, it's really important to us. So if people are interested in getting in touch, if people are looking for something for the holidays, if people are just curious after today's interview, where do they go? What's your website, social media handles? How can they see all the beautiful and amazing yeah. items that you have at Immaculate Vegan? So our website is immaculatevegan.com, all one word. And all of our social handles, are, it's really simple. It's just Immaculate Vegan, all one word. So we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, we're on YouTube although we don't have much on YouTube. So, so yeah, our main, our main social is Instagram. But yeah, we've just launched our gift shop. We have loads of amazing gift guides for the, for the festive season as well. But, you know, we were talking earlier about how the festive season is just such a great way to, for, one, for non-vegans to find vegan fashion because they're all vegan products because they're buying stuff for other people that are vegan. But also for you, you know, if you're a vegan and you think, how can I show other people that, you know, how great vegan stuff is, you can buy it for them. You don't even have to tell them it's vegan. You know, wait, wait till they go, oh my God, I love this. And then you say, oh, it's vegan. Uh, that's, that's the kind of reaction I always want to get from people, right? That they get, they're kind of surprised and but really pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. I think introducing it that way is so exciting because you can see someone's kind of eyes light up. And also, like we talked about that whole innovation thing where people are like, oh, really? Well, what's it made out of and how do they make it? And that whole conversation can start and it can be such a positive experience and a positive discussion about veganism. In a sense. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, you could just get them an Apple leather purse, um, you know, a nice little Pinatex wallet or something like that. But something also that they're going to hopefully be wearing every day because then other people will notice it and they'll ask them. And then you get a whole chain of, you know, people that are, that are loving this vegan product, hopefully, and, and being more interested in, in veganism as a whole. Absolutely. I love that chain reaction yeah. and that ability to kind of create it, I think, is so amazing. So as we wrap up today, I always love it when our guests can leave our audience with maybe some words of wisdom, something that maybe you learned along the way as you were building your business, whether it's on the business side or even on the personal side, because sometimes we need that personal growth that helps propel our business forward. Do you have anything that you'd like to share just for anyone out there that's struggling or having a hard time or pivoting themselves, or maybe they just need some inspiration today? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess on a both personal and business side, I would say, I mean, if you have an idea, you know, you're, you're definitely not going to have any success unless you're at least willing to try. And I think what this is, I never saw myself as an entrepreneur. I never saw myself working in fashion. Uh, I never saw myself leading a company. I didn't see any of those things. 
And it was just really kind of an interest and a passion that, that made me start. And now actually, yes, certain things were harder than I thought they'd be, but many things were actually easier than I thought they'd be. And there's been so much support and goodwill from people that want you to succeed. I, I think actually I've been really surprised by that. People want you to succeed. So, you know, I think, you know, you don't, you've got no reason to be scared. The worst that can happen is it doesn't work out and then you try something else. So that would be probably my, my, my biggest advice. And the other thing is just maybe be as focused as you can. When we started, we tried to do too many things for too many people. We wanted to sell to everywhere in the world and get all the brands we could possibly find. And we very quickly learned that we were just going to kill ourselves. We tried to do that. So actually our strategy in the last year has been to go back from that and just really focus, focus on the right markets, focus on the right products, focus on the right brands. So you don't have to try and do everything. Just try and do a few things well, focus on those, and then just build gradually, I would say. Perfect. I think that is amazing advice and something we can all use, not just when we're in the beginning stages, even when we're in business, business. yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because it's easy to say, I want to do it all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today and hopefully maybe introducing some of my audience, not only to your brand, but also inspiring people to use fashion as a way to drive veganism forward and a way to be that big and next revolution that you talked about. I'm hoping some people feel not only inspired today, but as we move into this festive and holiday season, this is a great way to share, you know, your website is a great resource for us. So everyone go out there, check it out, immaculatevegan.com. It's .com, right? It's .com. And just make sure that as you're thinking about these holidays, as you're thinking about spreading veganism, that fashion can ultimately be the tool in your toolkit, as they say, to help get the word out. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. That was great fun. And thank you everyone who joined us live or anyone who's listening to this as a replay or in our podcast. We so appreciate coming to you, coming into your computers, your ears, your phones, and just letting you know about all these amazing businesses that are developed, created, and really sustaining us out here in this vegan world. And I hope today's session was not only inspirational, but really was a session that got you thinking differently. It has me thinking differently. It has me excited about all these different opportunities and materials that are being used. And also, I have to do some shopping myself, so I'll be checking out the website as well. So thank you, thank you, everyone. And we'll see you in our next interview. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Pivot our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.